Sudden day, and joining me today, I'm Doug, by the way, this is Dr. Bill. What's up, Bill? Hey. I you didn't know who I was. Um, how's it going? Who are you? Good. Good. What's happening? What's new? Nothing. We've, Got a, we've nothing. talked for an hour and a half. <laughs> Nothing's There's new because nothing we've talked about, we just talked about everything uh, that we're going to talk about. So um, Nothing. Nothing. All right. New. Well, we got a, we got a few different, we got a few different, <laughs> few different topics to talk about today, along with whatever we're going to wander off and, and discuss. We've just. Dis- Discuss yeah. many things so far. I think we're gonna. What do you think? You want to start off with the Skinwalker, the latest, yeah, Skinwalker episode, the and which I call the Network Underneath the Mesa episode. And um, this... I got some quotes. I got I got some quotes from okay. it. You know, um, it's it, it's a list of quotes that'll help you kind of understand where the episode went. And to people listening, in case you didn't, so um, something pretty hard right now um driller um crevices sucked in going down horizontal drilling up against something hard path of least resistance significant opening channels chambers drilling for a while come on sweetheart and a few others I, i can feel the vibration see what's coming out of the hole hole at the top Drilling into the mesa. How deep are you? Punch through into the mesa. Lubrication by water. Nasty void. How's the drilling going? See if anything strange pops up. So that kind of gives you an episode about the, uh, or excuse me, gives you kind of an idea about the episode. That, that um, what'd you get out of it? That's a good summary. That's it. <laughs> but you, you obviously have a very Freudian. Freudian view of this episode. It's just what struck, you know, I did watch it with Dev and it was, usually it's just me, but I said, does this seem, <laughs> I said, I think I'm going to have to rewatch the episode and kind of jot, see if there's as many as we kind of thought as we were watching it. And it, it kind of was. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and yeah, um, you should, um, should definitely watch the new Beavis and Butthead movie. <laughs> yeah, I think you, yeah, you yeah. pimp it. It's an hour and a, you know, it's an hour and a half out of my life. An hour and a half. Yeah, it's worth watching. I watched it. Um, so the episode was called Full Metal Mesa, and uh, they one of the things they were talking about is the, uh, the drillers. The people in the show were saying what what was Bigelow trying to hide? So I I. I guess they're implying that Bigelow didn't reveal when they bought the ranch, didn't reveal all the secrets that they may or may not have discovered on the ranch. Right. That was one thing I did catch on that. It's like, he didn't elude. There was certain, now you're reading the book. Are you at a point where the, the book, the hunt for the hunt for this, the skin, the skin skinwalker by George Knapp and Colm a Kellerer PhD, who was like the chief science officer on the investigation at Skinwalker ranch yeah. for Bigelow. Um, yeah, was I don't there know. something in there that nothing, he, 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 he... nothing so far. I mean, I've just gotten through the introduction third where they're talking about the family that owned the ranch before Bigelow bought it right. and all the 
the weird things that they're seeing. And they seem to see some fascinating things. Like one of the things they would see, the guy would see like a um, circular orange glow every once in a while. And he'd look at it through uh, binoculars or his rifle scope. And he said he, he thought he could see sky through it. If this was at night. They'd see like a an orange uh, sphere spherical but when you drove down the road it's it would uh, it was flat so from the side you wouldn't see it you could only see it from one side and he was saying that you could actually see into this uh, orange glow and it looked like it was looking into another space place um, with a blue sky, with a blue sky yeah i'm saying it looked like a portal so That's that was interesting. interesting the guy also lost uh, in the 18 months that this family lived and owned the ranch before they sold it to bigelow he lost um, 18 head of cattle. And the thing that, that struck me is he lost most of his cattle during thunder and lightning storms, which is a perfect time if you want to sneak in and mess with somebody's cows, that you could do that. So I didn't find that they spent a lot of time talking about cattle mutilation and stuff like that. So I'm not, um, I'm not big on that. And the but like I said, my hypothesis is you got neighbors that hate you and they're going in there to mess with you because of the past yeah. history sure. of, of the region. That makes but, sense. But he also, they said they saw, um, oh, he said that his dogs got killed by a, uh, what looked like a... Um, um, a dog the size of a donkey? No, they saw, the they saw, the, they saw the, that's the story where he saw the giant dog and he shot it a bunch of times. It was a giant wolf or something and it yeah. didn't seem to be affected. That was freaky. Although you could pass that off as a um, rabid, rabid wolf, but they said the size was was big, and this wolf had uh, grabbed one of his calves and was trying to drag it through the fence. And the guy shot it three times with a three fifty seven magnum. But I don't know. I mean, if he wasn't running uh, full magnum loads, and he was using thirty eight. Thirty eight's a good round. Uh, the only they reason off wind thirty eight bounces off windshields. Yeah, doesn't okay yeah um so no. a big heavy, still kill you still yeah. kill you but but a heavy wolf maybe it didn't get through its rib cage yeah uh when he was shooting at it so that's why but he did shoot it with a rifle said a chunk of flesh came off it but they didn't uh so that was an interesting story and then they saw um it sounded like ball lightning and the ball lightning killed his dogs this glow that the he let his dogs chase one of these glowing spheres that was bouncing around the the ranch yeah. and um the dogs chased it into a wood and he followed the dogs in there and all three dogs had been killed been like electrocuted and there's a circle of of uh dried grass and dead dog so was so that photographs was there any photographs of that? uh i don't they don't think they provided any photographs i mean this was um is this from the book this is from the book. It's not no books in the photograph. I don't know what year it was that they bought this ranch. Did um, they also have the thing where they there was a person in a tree looking at them? I think Did you get I, to that part. Uh not that's yet. That's the Bigelow. That's the Bigelow one. Where yeah. It's, uh, I think I re yeah. I'm pretty sure I read this. Okay. Yeah, I there was a person in a tree. And they shot at it or did something, and it ran. It like ran off, but it wasn't. It wasn't a like a person. It was like some weird. Oh, being. oh. Um. So it's it's also interesting because this family says that they moved from another area because they didn't like their nosy neighbors, 
but this family is, you know, everybody found out about the weird stuff through that was happening on this ranch. I'm like, how could this family who is, uh, says they're very private, how could they find out, how could people find out about these weird occurrences? Well, they're Mormon, so they're going to church and they're talking about this stuff at church. So everybody, all the Mormons in the area know what's weird stuff's going on at this ranch, which is probably how Bigelow heard about it and, you know, came in and to do an investigation. But once word got out about the weird stuff on this ranch, some guy you know, came in and insisted on like meditating or something on the ranch and they let him. I don't know why. And they're saying that he got uh, attacked by like the a predator type thing, an invisible creature that you could only see through a distortion. Ran up, yeah. to, ran up to the guy and like roared at the guy, and then the guy like wet himself and like had to be carried off the farm, and you know because he was so yeah. terrified from the experience. So I don't know some weird stuff. Um, I don't know when this is early nineties. So there's not a lot of um, people having cell phones and stuff, and I don't know the exact timeline. I'm I'm not seeing exact time, dates in here, so it's it's yeah. really well really well written. Hunt for Skinwalker. We'll keep reading it. Uh, George Knapp's a good writer, uh, very readable. So we'll see where it goes. So coming back to the uh, the show the. The Sandstone Mesa covers three square miles. They called in a company called Straight Shot Drilling. And uh, which was pretty interesting because the drill, apparently they could direct it, but they're having a hard time directing it. And then the one guy has like, a, the drill head has a, um, a transponder in the tip. And this one yeah. guy has like a, a big receiver that he puts on the ground. You can tell exactly where the drill head is. If you put it above the ground, you can find the receiver. So, and then the, uh, you know, they drilled uh, searching for a void. Did they, did they go 500 feet? Is that what they said? That looks like they did. 300 feet. Yeah. 500 feet. And oh, they went in 300, 300 feet, 300 feet. Yeah. But the guy yeah. said he had enough pipe to go 500 feet. So they went in 300 feet. Um, they pumped water in a slurry to lub lubricate the drill you said, you said lubricate and um, <laughs> they um a lot of the first 2000 gallons of the water just went into the hole and didn't come out uh and while yeah. they while they're waiting around drilling weird. yeah that was weird so there's there's some some uh, voids they're already seeing voids i guess weird if it's true and then okay. they went up. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I, everything that they present on the show is as you see it. I don't think they're making stuff up. They just sort of like really. No, I don't think they're making anything up. They just they just don't uh, follow through. It's like the glowing sphere that was moving along, and and Travis Taylor said, "Oh, look, it went behind the tree." Well, they kept cutting away three times right before the sphere got to the tree. Well, it didn't go behind the tree. It probably went in front of the tree and was just like something, you know, fuzzy that was floating around that the got picked up that was close to the camera and looked interesting. Um, so that's what they showed was not untrue, but they don't show you enough to evaluate what's going on. It's the same thing with the shining the laser around. They have a tool that they could map the supposed vortex or void and they don't use it. 
and they don't follow through with sort of an analytical approach to what they're doing. So this, this show actually had a couple interesting things. They went up to the hole and dropped a snake camera down into it. And they saw something, yeah. something that looked like a shiny piece of metal or an old license plate. Snicker wrapper. <laughs> a what? Candy wrapper? <laughs> Snicker bar wrapper. Snicker, Snicker bar, bar wrapper. wrapper. So there was something in the hole. <laughs> and they were talking might about... Might have been a fruit pie. It's kind of old. It might have been Hostess fruit pie. I'm thinking fruit berry. Pie. Could be. Berry. So hopefully they're uh, they're talking about putting a robot or something in the hole to um, to try and get the stuff to get the uh, out there. And I like that idea. I like the snake snake camera yep. uh, looking in the hole. I thought that was a great idea. Um, doesn't know. Oh, and then the driller was saying he didn't know where the drill was going. No fluid coming yeah. out. Um, and then they were seeing the one point six gigahertz. Uh, signal oh yeah and they sent a couple guys over to the uh, homestead to go look around yeah and that one guy collapsed that was that was scary um and the guy had to go to the hospital and you know it was a it, i mean they're not they're not faking this stuff so the guy genuinely collapsed he had numbness in one of his arms so and that's happened a few times in the show which is sort of concerning to see people you know, just standing around and just having that happen to them. It's like so you're kind of going. You're go, you're kind of going the way of the. See, I'm. I think they faked that. Uh, that guy with a numb hand and the. Well, he was. Heart they were in the. It looked like they were genuinely in the hospital. So I don't think that was fake. Well, yeah, I would, yeah, he's, you're in the hospital because that's what you said. <laughs> and so they admit you, and they do some tests, and they say that it's like they don't have a doctor come out there that says you're skipping a heartbeat. They, they were say saying him it, and the yeah. girl. Yeah. Nobody said it but them. Yeah, <laughs> and they, it's fine. I I don't know. It just seems fake. I mean, that's okay. all. That's all I'll say. All right. I know you're so going. It, it sounds could, like you're getting. It sounds like you're. I'm trying, trying to, to give them. I mean, trying I think, to be a believer. I'm. You're I'm, a scientist. I'm, I'm right. trying to trying to give. I think Travis Taylor. You know, he's got. Uh, he's he looks like a pretty solid you know physicist. I mean, he's not. Uh, He's not doing enough follow through experimentally on the place, uh, or if they are, they're just not presenting it just because it makes the story more interesting not to. Yeah. Um, well, then you might find something that you don't want to put on TV, like, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so they, <laughs> then, well, there goes the show. So we we <laughs> we saw a couple brief interviews with Travis Taylor. Uh, one of them was by George Knapp. And apparently Travis Taylor uh, was one of the authors of the um, classified report to Congress on UAPs. So I thought that was interesting. So this is news yeah, and, news that came out. Yeah, and he was talking about that. And he talked about the thing that bothers us the most about these kinds of things where they talk to the public for five minutes mm -hmm. and they say, well, we're going back to talk to the people that get to know the real stuff. And but we can't mention it, and we're not hiding anything oh, oh, from you. Full classified, full classified. We're not hiding, but we if we give up our scientific processes, that gives up secrets, it's you know, classified. that we would give to our enemies. Well, just we it's don't give a shit how you did it. What is it that you saw? It's classified. We don't care what method you use to see I, this. I can't say anything. What did you it. see? We do, you anything. don't. You can say what you saw. Can't do it. <laughs> 
can't do it. Can't yeah, that's why it. I don't believe it's like, does nobody think of this? Just tell us what you saw. Can't, we don't can't. care how you got it. No, can't do it. I'm going to lose my yep. security clearance. <laughs> I use my Q clearance that I can only I use do. for certain things because I'm not a need to know. Because I don't need to know. What was the what was the NATO clearance called? Cosmic. 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 I'm yep. going to lose my cosmic clearance. Yeah. But cosmic doesn't get you into everything. It's one of those things where, in fact, with the Freedman, which we're going to talk about, uh, he mentioned that, yeah, you can have whatever clearance, but you don't get to see everything. Because we used to think, remember, as kids, you get to see, oh, top secret series, oh, yeah. you can see yeah. everything. Yeah, you get to, like, you can see you UFOs, be... you can see this, you can see it. Well, if you don't have a need to know, you're never, that doesn't matter what you, your clearance is. You have to be read into the program. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I agree that Travis Taylor got you know he's and he's with the UAP task force today, right? While uh, doing, I don't know. I don't that's know what, what he said. I there's four segments. That you, if you look at those, oh, okay, so I might have four missed, segments of that. I might have missed something. Yeah, and he talked about how he's in there. He talked about he his radiation poisoning. Did you hear him talk about that? <sighs> that is irritating because if you watch the show, <laughs> yeah, that's great. But one guy, <laughs> the other guy was a a scientist too, and they're standing at this pit, and and the guy's going. Well, let me get the uh, let me get the Geiger counter ready. Uh, we want to do a measurement before we open it up. And then Travis Taylor like pulls the lid off the thing, and the guy goes, yeah. "Oh, too late!" And then Travis Taylor just like has a face full of whatever was in the radioactive material, yeah, radon just out. like coming out of this this uh, cistern that's been sealed for who knows how long. It's like. I know I got radiation poisoning. No one else did. That's like because you had your face in the cistern <laughs> before the guy could do any measurement. That was weird. That was weird. That was weird. It was just me. Just me. No, yeah, it was. It was cold. <laughs> Stupid man. But I love the other guy going. Well, let me get the let me get the Geiger counter ready to go. And he goes, "Oh, too late." After he pulled the stuff off, just got oh, too late. It's oh. got roached. Well, he said he was sick too. I mean, he didn't get. I don't know what exactly he, he didn't say the nature of his he, illness. He got oh he got exposed. Dark. He got some radiation yeah. sickness out of it. Yeah, so he got well. Up. He did have dark. He mentioned that he did have dark urine, and that is yeah. I mean, he, if he, you have dark urine, then you definitely like, have had, so everybody out there, watch your urine. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, oh God. Oh yeah, Tom the caretaker class lost uh feeling left arm cardiac problem yeah you're pointing out that the um um could have been faked could have been exaggerated what happened to the guy but they they've had yeah. two other people that they've on the show that have had um you know weird collapses and bumps on strange bumps on their head that was the one guy well, they're in the right in the beginning. That was like the, the first episode. That, I, I mean, got, and they we, show that in the. We in know the somebody. We know somebody that had a strange bump on their head, and it got. Yeah, it wasn't anything. We won't talk. Yeah, about, we won't it was a growth. It. We won't we say won't who it is. It, but it was they impressive, got the, and it was placed in a jar. Yeah, oh. removed and placed in a jar. Did he keep it? I sent you a picture. No, I don't. Yeah, think you so. did send me a picture. That was awful. Um, that was gross. Yeah, I don't. Horrible. I asked him, and I don't Horrible. think he kept it. Yeah, I would have made a pendant out of it. You can just keep it. <laughs> just keep put it in the fridge. Um, he bronze it. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks for sending that picture. It was awful. Um, <laughs> so did they see your skull after they pulled that off? I can't because he, he it. it it the dermatologist is who removed it right i mean she just did it right in the office you know it wasn't one of those she just like like pimple you ever watch the pimple popper no stop 
Yes. <laughs> I have not watched that. I don't want to watch that. I, I am not. It. Who watches oh, that? That's horrible. Apparently you I watch I would, that. <laughs> no, I, I, well, the, the previews come on. And so they start to do the thing. I'm like, oh my gross. No, I'm, no, oh. I don't want to see that. Yeah. So oh. he, he, I don't, he didn't keep it to my knowledge. Yeah. You that's know, too bad. But, uh, so you need to, you need to, something like that is worth keeping. So the driller hit uh, 300 feet into the mesa, hit something harder than sandstone. And then they did, uh, they they pump out the spoils pit, uh, the fluid pit that they dug. And they ran it through a screen and they found uh, uh, metal flakes. And then they did an analysis with the uh, x-ray fluorescence device. And it was... Uh, 26 to 71% iron, depending on which side it was, silicon, aluminum, um, manganese. Anyway, and they said they're going to, um, to do further analysis on the metal. So they found some interesting metal yeah. fragments that they pulled out from 300 feet underneath the uh, mesa. So that's interesting. If that's real, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, well, really, that was think very, about it. That was very cool. And then, um, Oh, and then I, I had to look around for the preview for next week, and apparently they, they experienced some sort of minor earthquake. Yeah, well, I well, saw that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So this week um, wasn't that... Didn't, they didn't actually do a lot except for the, um, the tons of sexual innuendo. And that you picked up on, I didn't see it, but all apparent tons apparent, of apparent tons, tons of, of sexual innuendo. Yes, I didn't say now, I didn't want to say sexual innuendo. Everybody can make their own determination of what these quotes mean, yes, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it looked uh, it looked good. I mean, I like the show, I liked what they were doing this time. Last week was a good show, this week is a good show. Um, reading a hunt for skinwalker book so we'll get a broader perspective on what's going on there yeah. um but i think the uh, we'll see we'll see up to this point i don't know what's going on there um they're no. not, they are definitely not seeing the fantastical stuff that the original family i mean in the 90s when they bought the ranch were seeing of seeing of the place that would yeah. be amazing if they were able to see stuff like that yeah, it was the Indians from next door. Just well, I think the cattle them. mutilations and weird stuff like that is just um, neighborly, neighborly yeah. um, retribution for historical yeah, past crimes. But, but you know, like Travis Taylor said, that it's funny because I've never committed these names to memory before this, but now <laughs> Travis, he, Travis Taylor, Travis Taylor says that Bigelow found out some stuff and that he's not saying what he's not making public what his findings are and i find that intriguing well, i don't know what well, about i mean i'm hoping to get some clues out of this yeah so we'll see what see what's going on with that and then we can we can yeah we'll see i'm not uh I, they haven't convinced me of anything because because yeah. of the things they don't do any follow-up they don't do experimental follow-up a lot of the stuff i mean I mean, we're we're sounding like classic debunkers, uh, which I don't yeah, like. But I don't like to do. I'm, but no, I don't either. Um, but 
but I need to see. These are the facts. Yeah. I mean, these are the facts. It's we're waiting. You and I, it's the same thing with, because it's the new Oak Island mystery. It's you're waiting for the Holy Grail to come out of the pit. It's the same thing here. We're waiting to get, discover the voids and the tunnels underneath that aliens live in or that there's drilled and they are scraped up against a, you know, a, a facility maybe or a spacecraft oh, that's buried in there. Uh, the previous owners of the ranch uh, would see a thing that they said was like a, looked like a refrigerator with a white light on the front, a red light in the uh, rear, and it would move around the property. It was like sort of like a, a space age Winnebago. That yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, they sell some really unusual stuff on the on the ranch. Yeah. Um, well, they also said the mesa. Somebody witnessed the mesa opening up and a flying saucer fly in. I mean, that's a yeah, we'll conjecture, see. maybe. You there's, know, there's, it's uh, there's also the possibility that this family um, bought this ranch, discovered the um, neighborly hate, and was having their their herd slowly decimated. I think he had sixty cows and. 15 of them were, were killed. Um, so it's like, you need to get out of there. So how do you, maybe they came up with these stories to figure out, you know, to get, it was a plan. 25% 25 of your herd's dead. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to move on Marge. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if, if they stayed there, they would have been bankrupted. Um, yeah. So I don't know, maybe this was, maybe they had a nefarious plan. So this was a way to sell the property and get their money out of it. Yeah, could be. So, I mean, there's always that possibility. So this is their fault that we <laughs> hung up on the show, huh? Well, we'll see. We'll see what Bigelow, Bigelow's supposedly they saw some strange things. So we'll see what happens yeah. when we get into that book. When I, I'm going to, I'll probably finish it yeah. in a week or so, which will then I'll have some good background to criticize uh, the secret of, of <laughs> what's really Ranch. happened. Yeah. So what's next? What really happened? You want to talk about Michio K? It's Keiku, astrophysicist. This or... is string theory, astrophysicist. You're going to have to tell me about string theory. Do you I have know no about idea that? about string theory. Um, the only you thing... also talked about something that's called. Um, there's also a process that he was talking about. Look, I took notes and everything, but. Um, Aren't you using, was, why aren't you taking notes on your iPad? I, your, I don't have it yet. With I your new pencil. I don't know. But he talks, he's with Joe Rogan anyway from June. It's from June 6th. He's talking to Joe Rogan. And I tell you what, I listen to this guy and you've done lectures and you've listened to many lectures, I know. But I could listen to this guy talk all day long. It's Even if he talked about paint drying, I could listen. I love the way he talks. I love his cadence. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah he's, and he's um, it's, but he talks about the gold standard. You know, I won't be able to not put anybody to sleep talking about him. So, but so, what's the gold? Standard? You know, gold standards visual. You know, gold standard of sightings, UFO sightings. So, you know, it's visual, radar, infrared, and multiple sightings by multiple people of the same. Yeah. UFO. I mean, that you was know, the, that's what um, what Kehoe would talk about with his um, stuff in the past. He in the books he wrote in the fifties, he was saying the standard was, um, you'd have a radar, you'd have a visual, you'd have a radar sighting, you send up a plane, and then the plane would have a visual and a radar sighting. And I think that that was the standard right. was the the you'd have a ground radar, pilot visual, 
or ground visual, pilot visual, and plane radar sighting. And there were plenty of sightings like that in the 50s with, unex with um, so unexplained, right. no explanation Phenomenal. for what it was. Yeah, it was UFO, yeah. unidentified flying yeah. object. And 20%, he always, this always comes up. This came up with, uh, what's the guy, Friedman or um, Stanton Friedman. Stanton he Freeman. says the same thing. 20%. Yeah, 20, It's weird. It's always the same, no matter what we read, no matter what we go over. It's always 20-something percent of the sightings are unexplainable. Yes. You know, so it's, you know, are they a threat? I mean, these are the things he talks about. Are they a threat? You know, um that's always been a the, thing that they've thrown out in the military and the and the government and whatnot has said, uh, no, it's not. They've always gone, this is not a threat. So um, that was a big thing that they pushed. And Stanton Friedman talked about the um, Blue Book Report number 14, which I, you can, it's online. You can get it from the Internet Archive. I looked at that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they lay out uh, big criticism that Stanton Freeman was making, and we should we should plug his his talk. It was on the Plutopia News Network oh, yeah. on YouTube, and it's a podcast by Scoop Sweeney. Um, Scoop, shout out to Scoop. We Scoop, know Scoop. Scoop, and he um, he had interviewed Stanton Freeman in 1976 when he gave a talk at UC Berkeley, and he. Um, uh, Stan Freeman was talking about the Blue Book Project Blue Book report number fourteen and the fact that number thirteen was missing. So everybody everybody wonders what happened through through Project Blue Book Lucky, Lucky thirteen, Lucky 13. Yeah. and if it really existed. And he uh, in that report it said about twenty percent. I think of the things were unknown. And one of the criticisms was. Um, that he threw out was that the unknowns were, you know, quick sightings, like 30 seconds, like we saw in the congressional hearing we just had recently. And Friedman was saying that that wasn't true. Some of these sightings, these unknowns, good unknown sightings went on for minutes. So that's not, uh, so anyway, good. If you, if you want to hear a good uh, introduction to um, UFOs and the historical exploration of it it's a great listen scoop do the lead in on it i mean i i didn't yeah, he did. i just thought i he thought did. scoop just sent it to you oh this is from scoop no he, he so just... now i'm gonna have to re-listen to it yeah listen, listen to, to it scoop. it's an hour it's good it's very good um we should have we should have scoop on we should scoop might come that's you know that might be pretty cool that would be and then what else with this talk by um Keiko. Michio. 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 So he talks about the, the spacecraft going 20 times the speed of town, sound. Yeah. 20, 20. These are all things that we've discussed time yeah. and again, but it's interesting to get uh, Michio's perspective on it. It's 20 times the force of gravity inside the craft. He goes, this, which would, as we all know, or more, liquid, liquefy a human being or a humanoid type being. Well, uh, Chris Leto, who who did an analysis of um, Michio's talk on Rogan, the 15-minute one that's on YouTube, where he's talking about UAPs, he said that uh, 9 Gs is the limit for pilots. It might be a little yeah. higher now. And he says the max he's pulled is 9.8 Gs. How do you feel doing that? Probably, probably <laughs> felt good. Well, they have, don't their suits pump like... 
They're supposed they, to. I, I don't know what the tech is now, but the old ones would uh, tighten up it in your makes legs. your blood go down and yeah. oh, tighten up. Yeah, so the blood would keep. Yeah. You wouldn't lose your blood to your brain. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It drains your the blood in your brain. That's why you pass out. And the pilots used to have a big problem with, because of that, have a big problem with hemorrhoids. A lot of them had to have oh. hemorrhoid surgery because of the, the That'll pressure, do it. pressure applied on them during IG maneuvers. Hmm. I don't know if that's still true. But that yeah, Chris Lato said things. he pulled 9.8 Gs at one point. So Michio, he's thinking they're drones. I mean, he's, I mean, he says, you know what? Yeah, they're, he wants to believe, but he says science. I mean, as you know, if you're a scientist and you're, he goes, it's the kind of the third rail you're stepping. If you talk about this with any level of you believe ability that they exist, it's kind of, it's getting better now, but he says it's still kind of a third rail where you got to be careful in the scientific community about, you know, stating these things. Cause I know that. Well, it's, it's, um, it's, he said it was like 50, 50 now, but I think the scientific credibility in the last few years has taken a big hit with, um, the zombie apocalypse. Right. So, um, and then you see things like in the news, I just saw, what did I just see? I I don't know why I saw this. There was a when I was doing research in the early aughts, a huge big deal that came out was uh, stem cell research. And this uh, group was published published these papers saying that they took stem cells that were changing over to um, uh, heart cells, and so the big speculation was that this was a great technology to develop to repair heart damage. And uh, apparently all this research was fake. Um, really? Yeah. The guy has uh, in his lab, his big prominent lab, I think he was a professor at Harvard. Um, and his, uh, his had to retract 30 papers. And the reason I saw this was because somebody did a study at how much money um, NIH had thrown at this bogus research. And they're saying it's like half a billion dollars. And it was all based on um, research that was like fake research. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you you see stuff like that, and it it um, <laughs> you know what what and and the last two years we've been seeing a lot of crazy stuff. So um, well, he, he also talks about the so credit scientific credibility yeah. is a big question mark. This you can have somebody to say no. I mean, that's, it's like PhDs are trained to say no. So anything yeah. that's outside of their, um, their comfort zone, they're going to say no. So, but the good news is 50% of the, he's saying 50% of the people that he's associated with are saying, okay, they're not saying you're crazy. No. Yeah. Well, you know, today they, they talk about the belief of interstellar travel is that, you know, it takes 70,000 years or something to get to the nearest, you know, what we would think inhabitable galaxy. Well, Seder reticuli. Well, uh, so, yeah. um, well, that's, and so we don't believe the scientists here. Scientists don't, they, they use that as their standard of no, it, that, it can't happen. That, well, there was, there is multiple levels of the standard of no. And I can remember growing up and reading and this stuff and then, you know, following my career. One of the standards of, the first standard of no was um, we don't know that there's planets around other suns. 
because we yeah. haven't we didn't detect them. Now there were some some um, astronomers in the fifties and the sixties that were saying they could detect planets around other suns, and then other people would come in and say, you know, we're not seeing it, and the work wasn't reproducible. So I can remember it's like one we don't know that there's planets around other suns. The second thing that happened that they would say that there wasn't it wasn't likely that um, there was extraterrestrial life out there was water. They would say, well, you know, water, we're just lucky to have this planet uh, filled with water and having a planet filled with water is very rare. And what we've learned now is that's not true. There's water everywhere. Yeah. So, and there's large amount, there's like a moon of Jupiter. That's a, a water planet. And, and our moon apparently, and the Chinese are very interested in this is um, the poles, at least the South pole looks to be very water rich. And that was a restriction. Why one of the restrictions, why we never went back to the moon is saying, well, you know, it only makes sense if you can have resources on the moon that you can, you know, harvest, but they go, well, there's no water on the moon and water would be very useful for making, getting hydrogen to make fuel and, and stuff. So I don't know. I mean, and apparently they knew in, in after the moon missions that there was water on the moon, but they played it down. The other thing, so there's planets, there's water. So now we know there's lots of planets. Every solar system probably has planets. Every solar system probably has plenty of water. Uh, comets are full of water. Um, and then the other thing is like the, uh, they talk about uh, precursors to life. And now, you know, they're finding amino acids and, and things on asteroids and in comets and things like that. So the precursors, the bio, biochemical precursors to life are apparently very common in the universe. So that was another thing they used to say. So these three, three things, they would say, well, you know, biological life and the molecules for that is going to be very rare. Water is going to be very rare. Planets are going to be very rare. Well, none of that's true anymore. And then the fourth thing was um, the ability to travel between stars, like the guys talking about um, 70,000 light years. Now, now, PBS Space Time, I think, just had a thing where they're talking about the potential of traveling between stars and the difficulties involved in that. And I sent you that video. I don't know if you looked at it, but they're saying that uh, basically the take-home message from that was... Um, Traveling to another system at 0.2 the speed of light is possible and doable. And then that, uh, and well, and what frame time frame? Yeah, I don't know. With within a human within a human lifetime, and <laughs> then, then you the, die. You get there. Well, yeah. I mean, die. I mean, would you volunteer to go to another solar system? You're 20 years Not old. It, no. 20 years old, <laughs> and they say, okay, it's going to take um, take take 30 years to get there. Okay, and that I'm fifty. Yeah, that's dual. No, wait. If you're yeah. twenty, yeah, you're fifty, and then well, you're not going to come back. It's you're gonna you can mm. probably come back, but so it's going to take thirty. Well, the ideas, yeah, you're not going to live. Well, and one of the things they used to throw out there is that you would um, go into to cryo chirogenic storage, and that's implied if you look at a movie like Aliens. That's implied in those movies. Yeah. So you cryogenic. Yeah. yeah. So the ships are moving at, they don't address the time factor, but the ships are moving at 0.2, the speed of light. And that also, and it falls back into the, the Fermi paradox where, you know, Fermi's going, where are they? Uh, there's been more than enough time. Any civilization that's, that's developed in the core of our galaxy is going to be um, millennia 
or thousands or ten thousands of years more advanced than us. So where are they? Michio's statement is that this was the reason this came about in his discussion is that that's the thought today. But back in the 1800s, how long did it take to get from the east to the west coast? Oh, it's crazy. Wagon train. And then that was in the 1800s. And how much, you know, 200 years, I guess. Now we're able to make it, what is it, nine hours across? Yeah. Is it even nine hours to get know. across the U.S.? Six, Something maybe. like that. Six. Six hours compared to weeks, well, months, whatever well, it took to get Well, my, com- my complaint is that we should have hypersonic transports for flying around the country and the world. And they shut that down for uh, potentially bogus reasons for whatever. Well, um, that's, well... What Michio states, what Michio says about, he was talking about hypersonic weapons. Now, I don't know if that's, the propulsion is similar, I suppose. But you can't turn. Our, our, you can't turn. Yeah, our system, they we shit-canned it because we couldn't get to go straight. Because we're stupid. Because you know, mean, we're stupid. <laughs> well, meanwhile, the Russians have one that they just guide, and like, Chi- you know, it's a model, model airplane, and the Chinese. And the Chinese. And they're like, oh, this is a great program. And I, we're like, get rid of it. What's wrong yeah, they with got our... a they got a twelve year old can that can fly the thing into whatever. Oh my god! You know, yeah. and um, yes, they do. We do know for a fact that they put children, the Russians and the Chinese, <laughs> hypersonic weapons are piloted by children. You've heard it here for the first time. <laughs> but at five thousand miles, how many G's are you pulling at five thousand miles? What is it? Mach five, it, not five. Mach five's five thousand miles an hour, isn't it? Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. 700 a mock. I don't, I don't know. know. Look it up. So uh, it's, it's up there. Google it. Nah. Google it. Nah. So, you know, Michio also discusses the different types of, you know, 100 years. Where we'll be in 100 years. It's called type one. I don't know where it is. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're a type, to... we're a type one civilization. I yeah. Think. Type two is, you know, you can harness star power or solar, solar power. Not like your thing on your roof, but the, you know, we're harnessing the power of the sun. Um, the third is the galactic, and that's kind of like Star Wars, where they are because they're just at well, will. Well, second, he was saying was like Star Trek. Yeah. So, and then the third one. Was, was Star, Star Wars, Wars. Star Wars yeah. and that's a hundred. The second one's a thousand years from now, by the way. Okay. When we can harness star power, the third one is a hundred thousand years. Okay. Where we're like Star Wars, in his opinion. I mean, I don't know. No, I, I'm sure. I, it sounds like a good, good approximation. Sounds good. You know. So this is where we discuss in the context of what, where other civilizations. Where other civilizations were 13, bi- what is it, 13 billion years ago? The 13 billion, 14, our, 13, 14 billion years is the universe. Yeah, yeah. The, our our galaxy, our yeah. universe, I guess you could say. Well, our galaxy is, is, is definitely, well, universe, 14 billion, yeah. Yeah, 14. So in 14 billion galaxy, years, universe. I get those mixed up. Th- these things could have come about and these civilizations could have come to the, you know, the Star Wars type era and something that you know it's like okay how come they don't you know are they here why don't they talk to us and then Friedman, i'm going to bounce back and forth with from Friedman to Friedman. freeman's opinion is that they don't want to have anything to do with us because we're warring 
warring, warring primitive, primitive. planet. Yeah. <laughs> well, freedom. All we do. Look at us today. <laughs> look at our look at our and, country. And, I and mean, we, you're and we have nukes. Um, freedom. And you're in advance. Well, just look at not just that, but look at a, a, an advanced civilization, which we know what that means. More like kind of Star Trek, where you kind of have your act together and yeah, a lot of crazy yeah. stuff. Doesn't typically it happens, but it's rare. You look at the United States. I don't even talk about any other country because I think the United States is right now is the craziest of the things that are going on. We won't discuss any details, but well, you're in you're an advanced civilization. You got your whatever means you use to study these things, and you see what goes on here. You want to make contact. Do you want to drag this into your, you want to drag this garbage into your world? Friedman, well, Friedman made a really good point. It's like, who are they going to talk to? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's the old, it's the old science fiction thing. Yeah. They always come to the White House. <laughs> well, it, you could also go to the UN, but the UN, I don't know if, really what the UN represents. So who, who are they? Yeah. Who, who are they going to talk to? I think the now... I think the primary candidate that uh, potentially uh, alien civilization would talk to would be China, yeah. because it's it. Um, if you were to observe it and look at China, they would have the most stable um, country civilization, and soon, very soon, within years, they're going to be techno. They, if not already, they're already technologically surpassing the United States. Um, so that makes a good segue into the um, China Sky Eye, which yes, has, Sky uh, Eye, Sky <laughs> Eye. Uh, so, so the the Chinese uh, Science and Technology Daily, I think we mentioned it last time, came out with a um, announcement. This was a news announcement that said there are several cases of possible technological traces uh, and extraterrestrial civilizations from outside the earth. Several narrow band electromagnetic signals that different from the past. Uh, and then, you know, it hit all the news and, and everybody was saying, um, and then immediately there was pushback saying it, 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 uh, it didn't happen. But they also said in this, this news release that Chinese had put out, says the possibility that suspicious signals of some kind of radio interference is very high and needs to be very confirmed. So they weren't saying that they definitely saw um, alien signals, but they saw some good candidates for alien signals. Um, and as far as I can tell, this is the most advanced radio telescope uh, out there to, um, to look for this stuff. <laughs> I love it that our Arecibo radio telescope, which probably might have been comparable to this, uh, collapsed from neglect in 2019. That was great. Yeah, that was Argentina. Was that us or like Argentina? Is that giant one? Was it like Puerto Rico? On yeah, Puerto the Rico. James Bond film. Yeah, was, yeah, it was. It was a famous thing, and they just it's they in the ground. This giant thing. It's yeah, it like, just collapsed. They didn't. Uh, nobody was doing any maintenance on. It. Can't find. We can't find the money for it. We can send fifty billion dollars to the Ukraine, and nobody knows where anything's going, money wise or whatever. But uh, we can't spend a few million dollars to maintain our own scientific equipment. Uh, and after this report came out, there was uh, a bunch of stuff that came out that said 
Chinese telescope did not find an alien signal. The search continues. Um, and there's a guy that's uh, one of the researchers on the paper that was published, or that they're trying to get published. I pulled a preprint from the internet. Uh, he comes out and he says, uh, these signals are from radio interference. They are due to radio pollution from earthlings, not from ET. Um, but by saying that, I mean, he can't say, like the Chinese had said, in all probability, it's radio interference. But looking at their paper that they had um, outlined how the uh, this array was working, uh, they've got a great system set up to detect um, signals from an alien civilization. And even with the signal that they did detect, I would have to say that there is a possibility that it's a genuine signal and not uh, radio interference because they've set their system up to deal with these sort of problems. The issue is, is um, uh, reproducibility. So if you see a um, signal that you think is from an alien civilization, you need to be able to see it more than once and more than once briefly. And that happened with um, one of the SETI projects. Oh, and then they, they, you know, some of these news things, I think the New York Times was talking about it too. They were saying that, um, they were implying that our we had a robust SETI program. And the SETI program has been you know, on the ropes for decades. Yeah. And in 2015, some Russian guy came in and gave him $100 million to, you know, over 10 years to do research. And so SETI's been buying... Um, uh, instrument time on radio telescopes and SETI actually a few years ago had a uh, what they thought was a uh, alien signal in one of their searches but they're they're buying radio telescope time hours at a time so it's still a it's not a real heavy-duty program it has been for the last seven years I guess but I mean the money's gonna run out in uh, from this guy this Russian millionaire within three years and then SETI's right back to where it was before that where they're like begging people for money where they can buy a few hours here and there on radio telescopes. Um, yeah, it's um, one of the things that Friedman said was, you know, we send these signals. I know this is a receiving thing, right? Yeah. But we were there was a project where we were sending signals out into space trying to elicit a response. Yeah. He says, you know, it takes 20 years for this thing yeah. for to reach the other civilization and you yeah. say hi hello and then 20 years for them to go hi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hopefully theirs is a little better than ours but we've talked about a little bit about how radio this is why starships you know like you, you start we talk like it's real the enterprise can talk to the commodore who's yeah. you know a million yeah. light years away or whatever but you know and it's like they don't want to talk to us <laughs> the, well, you know, they... the, he, his criticism is you, you're not having an, an alien civilization that's going to be beaming a message at us, like in the movie Contact or the book that yeah, Sagan wrote. Both. Yeah. Um, and that, that's sort of like the best case scenario where you're going to have an alien civilization that is, has seen you, figured it out, and is beaming you, in, you know, information. Because they know that it's going to take too long to, to send information back and forth. But the um, this this um, just to give it a few more things. I looked at this paper by the um, 
Chinese and the Berkeley people on this um, SETE search. And it was posted on February 22nd, so this is fairly old news. And even in the paper, they don't say that they definitely saw um, space alien signals. They've said that they have good candidates for a space alien signals, but they haven't been able to, uh, you know, definitely eliminate the possibility that it's uh, earthbound. Um, earthbound. And they've come up with, uh, they yeah. have a protocol for approaching it, and based on their protocol for approaching it and sort of weeding out the possibility of it being a, a noise, systemic noise from something else, uh, they've done a pretty good job. So if anything's going to pick up an alien civilization, it's this, this thing is definitely in the, in the running. They did do a second uh, observation, a reobservation at a later date. The problem with this um, scope is it's fixed in the ground. And the observation windows, I think, are limited to about 20 minutes because of the rotation of the Earth. Yeah. So you only can focus on a particular star in the sky for 20 minutes because of the rotation of the Earth. And then you have to move on to another target. But the, one of the, the target that they think that they got a signal from was Kepler-438, which I couldn't figure out. One site said it was 640 light years. And then um, Kepler-438b, which is this planet, that was discovered there, they're saying is 472 light years away. So I don't know what the actual distance is, but this planet is uh, circling a red dwarf and its orbit is 35 days, five hours. And it possibly also has a, a moon that uh, similar to earth, but that's the, that's the plus side. The negative side is it's a red dwarf. It's really close. It's in the habitable zone. The planet would be uh, tidally locked, which just means it can't rotate, yeah. and uh, which doesn't eliminate the possibility of life being on the planet because a life could could uh, yeah. form in the twilight Live. zones. Yeah, and then the um, um, other thing is that there was a paper that was published that says that the radiation exposure would be very uh, high for, because of the planet's closeness to the sun. So there's there's evidence that says this. This may be a good target for life, for a planet with life, but there's also, it's not the perfect planet like, like Earth is. We obviously have the perfect planet. But what I, because of the fast rotation and the limited time that they could do observations, when this, this uh, Chinese fast eye came back to observe that, that planet again and look for a signal, with such a, they don't know where the, uh, I don't think they took into consideration the rotation of the planet or where it was in, in the relationship to the sun. So it's possible that it was on the other side of the sun when they were able to do their, their single follow-up observation. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, questions on this. And the, all the news coming out and saying, no, this is definitely not a alien signal. You can't say that. Uh, what you can say is uh, it's possible that it's an alien signal. It's also possible that it's... Uh, interference you can't tell the difference between the two right now and from what i was looking at from the evidence and looking at this paper um i would say the evidence is leaning towards the possibility that it might be a genuine signal but um, now, let me ask you this is this an optic this is a sound is it optical as well or is no, it sound or no, it's a radio telescope 
it's, it's just it's a radio, radio so it doesn't wave. look at stuff in space it just hears stuff right yeah. for everybody yeah. it maps it okay it's focused it's focused because it's a parabolic it's focused so why don't we radio. why don't it's, we it's sucking in it's focusing on it's just like your satellite dish on your house sure your satellite dish is up in the sky you have a parabolic um reflector and you point pointed at your satellite so they're just pointing this thing at this particular star system yeah. So that's all they're doing, and they're listening. It's the same thing with your satellite dish on your house. Same technology. So why don't we just point the James Webb telescope, which is supposedly see into the past a million years or whatever, because the things it's seen happened a billion years ago. For this, whatever. Uh, it's a, apparently this um, planet, the sun, is too far away to see optically. Is what I read. You can see it oh, with really? a, yeah. You can see it with a radio telescope. You cannot see it optically, and it's not even in the uh, catalog for the um, the astronomy program that I have. So, because you can't you can't see it with the tel well, you can't see it with a ground based telescope. So it's not even in the catalog. But it's uh, it's in the catalog in the star catalogs. But I think it's a it's falls into the category of radio observation only. And I'm not sure how they... SETI, SETI is the same thing? With, SETI with is just looking for radio. SETI is just radio telescopes. So, so we can point that. So those can move. They're not stationary. They well, have they different... Won't be able to move. It depends you on won't the... be able to see it when it's on the other side of the... When the yeah, Earth yeah. spins, you won't be able to do it. But it, it could you can more... do You can do longer tracking with different types yeah. of scopes. This thing's a big dish in the ground, and it has apparently yeah, it's has like a 20-minute that... 20, 20 windows. And the bigger ones that you can actually pivot, you can get a lot longer yeah but they so, work together there's a million of them on yeah. train tracks and they reposition them and do yep. things so if somebody yeah. actually identifies it's like in the movie contact if somebody identifies a really good target you're going to have radio telescopes all over the world of re-verifying it and that's good. when things will will happen but like stanton friedman was saying he says it's sort of a silly way to try to look for life in the universe but it's the only yeah. way it's because you're just you're fishing uh, but it's 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 the only way that we can we can do it right it's, now. It's something to discover if it's something. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we may not be able to do much with it when we first figure it out, but like contact, we got the big thump. Yeah, and Jodie Foster, the, whoever discovered yeah. that, that, ends that thump is a whole blueprint of how to build this yeah. machine that you can drop down into a wormhole and go to another you know galaxy or whatever yeah 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 that's not that's that's not the way it's going to happen great yeah. movie though great story oh it's uh, contact great, is one of my favorite movies great, of all great story time. great movie. absolutely you know hey we're um we're out of time that was fun yeah it's good good that was a good one yep so uh thanks for listening to the latest episode of the alien probe podcast we welcome comments questions or requests to alien probe podcast at gmail.com Visit, on, visit us on Facebook at AlienProbe.cast. Check out our website, AlienProbe.net. It is chock full of all of our episodes. And by the way, people, this is our 100th episode. Oh, so happy 100th. Wow. Happy 100th. Happy, happy 100th. 100th. See us on Twitter at AlienProbePod as well as Instagram, AlienProbePod. See us and listen to us, our smiling faces, at YouTube. At Alien Probe Podcast, like and subscribe, and you'll catch our weekly 
fun-filled episode about everything weird. Thanks to our senior producer, Robert Anthony, and of course, Dr. Bill. Okay. We'll do it again next week. We'll see you in a week. Watch the skies, everybody. Watch the skies.